Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues here on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Issues is the name of this program. Thank you for listening to AFR. All right, much to discuss. The uh, uh, It wasn't a State of the Union. It was uh, something else. But uh, a speech to the joint uh, session of Congress. I guess the joint session of one-fifth of the Congress. <laughs> Uh, was last night in Washington, D.C. Joining me to co-host the program today, I'll introduce our panel, Ed Vitagliano. Good good morning, Tim. And yes, that speech was something else. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it a little bit. That's right. Walker Wildman. Good morning, Walker. Good morning. Good to be on. Fred Jackson. And good to be here. How you doing, Brother Fred? I'm doing great. We hope you're having a good day. And uh, later on in the hour, Jan Markell. Will be with us at the bottom of the hour, and then Dr. Alex McFarland at ten forty-five Central Time. And I just uh, we told Alex we we want to hear some good news, brother. We don't care what it is. That's right. Give us some ice cream recipes for the summer. We don't care. But at ten by ten forty-five this morning, we don't want to hear any more bad news. Okay, we want to hear some good news. We don't care if it was a cat rescued from a tree in his neighborhood. Right, exactly. We you know? want something. We want something good. All right. So Alex be coming up, and then. Uh, next hour, Dan Celia will be with us for a few moments. Uh, all right, Fred, go ahead. Yeah, well, we'll have some good news in the front end of the program, right. too, because it involves the GOP response to the Biden speech last night. That came from Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. Yeah, Can you give a clap? Yeah, that, that brother did great, man. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, we're going to give you a little bit of that. But first... Uh, let's talk a little bit. As you mentioned, there are about 300 members of Congress missing from that chamber last night. Uh, it wasn't the state of the union, right? No, it was not. Okay. It was not. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be, but it wasn't. It was, but a, they usually do that in January. Right. Right. Yes. But, but that was because the inauguration didn't take place till January. So yeah, early, early, uh, some will do it in February mm-hmm. in an, in an inauguration year. Yeah. Um, but it was supposed to be a state of the union. Yeah. Uh, but but it was similar to that similar yeah well well-masked members of congress including vice president kamala harris and house speaker nancy pelosi sitting behind biden last night with with their masks on but you could tell they were smiling <laughs> they were very happy that uh, president biden announced another two trillion dollar program that he would like to spend of taxpayers money uh we talked a little bit about this yesterday um, um yeah does- he he wants free. Four trillion doesn't even impact me anymore. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, we're almost up to, by the way, six trillion dollars. We're going to have Dan Celion right. in the next hour to talk about all of this under the Biden administration. Yes, the first one hundred days. First right. one hundred days. Okay, guys, the limit. Yeah, yeah. apparently. Yeah, no. we're going to get uh, billions of dollars for pre-K, uh, three and four-year-olds. Government's going to pay for pre-K. Uh, you're going to get, uh, two years, first two years, community college, all paid for by the taxpayer. So much free, free stuff going on out there. Gary Bauer said that that wasn't Joe Biden last night. It was Santa Claus. <laughs> there you go. Huh? You know what? It's easy to be Santa Claus with somebody else's paying the bill. We know Hey, new, uh, former New Jersey governor, Chris Christie put it very well. He was interviewed, uh, last evening. He says, 
Biden last night was like a 15-year-old with a credit card with no limit. Cut number six. The University of Pennsylvania, certainly not a bastion of conservatism, has looked at the, the Biden jobs plan and said it will create no new net jobs and will cause a lower GDP. But here's my overarching thought about it, David. The words of this speech sounded like what you would hear from a 15-year-old if you gave him a credit card with no credit limit on it, except the words came out of the mouth of an adult who should know better. <laughs> wow. There it is. You know, just piles and piles and piles of government money. Taxpayers well, mind. it's having to. It's having. To, we need to remember it's having to be borrowed, right? Yes. Yeah, and printed. It's, yes, it's debt, right, Walker? Right. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll ask Dan this, but you know, this this whole idea of of being able to print your own money, which is what we do in America, the government does at least. We're not able to do that because that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Saw a video that said uh, the government can print their own money, but we can't. <laughs> We'd go to jail if we printed our own money. Mm -hmm. Um. This may be a new experiment, a modern experiment, um, where a government is able to not only print its own money, but borrow its own money. Un unlimited amount. And secure its own loans, which is uh, unheard of in the private world, in the private sector. So I, I don't know if any other country in world history has been able to try this model of leaving the printing press on and borrowing its own money. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what Dan thinks about that. But what President Biden was doing last night was basically announcing his plans and the Democrats' plans to um, borrow trillions of dollars so that we, the American people, can get a bunch of stuff we think for free, Ed. That's basically what he's saying. And there's a lot of people that like that, right, that say, hey, well, I'm, I'm glad we're going to have free everything. Especially during a time where the economy and a lot of people have been suffering over the past year. Some people haven't been able to work. Some people haven't wanted to work because of the high amounts of unemployment. The federal government, again, is doling out. You've had businesses that have shuttered. Businesses which have lost a lot of money. So you've had a lot of economic suffering, and so it's very difficult for people to say no to someone who says, guess what, we're, we're coming with bags full of money to help you. That, that's, first of all, on the part of the Democrats, that is preying on a suffering people that are a lot of people are scared. Uh, so it's preying on that kind of suffering, but it's also taking advantage of human nature when You've got nothing coming in. People are going to look to something or someone, and right now that's the federal government. But the other big part about this is the deception in all of this. He talks, he frames the, uh, this money giveaway around COVID relief. But you got to remember, what he announced last night, this is going to continue on and on. His intention is that pre-K will be paid for by the government forever and ever. Right. That two years right. free of community college will be paid for by the government forever and ever, long after we've left pandemic. Right. All of these programs that he announced last night are going to continue on for years and years and years. In fact, they're using the pandemic as an excuse to make what have been on the wish list of progressives slash regressives for decades. It's been mm -hmm. on the wish yeah. list. So they're using this as an excuse to get this untracked.
but you're right. It's not going away after the pandemic is over. We, we can talk to Dan more about this, but mm-hmm. what to, to what Walker was talking about earlier kind of is with the Democrats and the Republicans, our hands are not clean, okay, in the past for uh, deficits, annual deficits, which increase our, our national debt. We're at 20, how much trillion? 28 trillion. 28, 28 trillion right now. But – but not to the extent that the Democrats believe in unlimited borrowing, un- unlimited debt. The Republicans, I think, at least want to stop it going so fast, so quick. Okay? They feel guilty about they, it. They at least have a conscience, do it. <laughs> a somewhat of a conscience about it. Uh, but the point is here that the Democrats are, are willing to gamble that there's no uh, – uh, downside to doing this. You promise American people free, what did you say, K, whatever? What, what, pre-K, pre-K, pre-K. 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 You say, hey, we're going to pay for all that. Well, a lot of people say, hey, I'm good with that. Sign me up for that. I like that free idea. Uh, somebody else pays for it. But they're gambling that it doesn't. All these new programs that uh, Biden wants to introduce, costing trillions of dollars, that's not going to have an impact on the economy. That's what they're risk. That's what they're yes. hoping, right? Yes. That's what they're hoping. They're willing to roll the dice. Yes. There's no such thing as hyperinflation on the way and things like that. Yeah, I read an op-ed the other day from a, a, a liberal economist, and he he made that point. The headline was Biden's big gamble. Can they implement <clears throat> these social programs, basically socialism? Can they implement these big trillion-dollar programs? With no negative side effects or no right. negative consequences. We, I guess we don't know, but I have heard people talking about the. Dan can comment on this next hour, the creeping inflation that's going on here, and uh, in the building industry. Uh, I'm no expert on this, but somebody was telling me how much lumber's going up. Uh, hmm. Yes, uh, that, like, now some some of that is I think is because of natural disasters and stuff, but the the, the point would be that if the government floods the economy with quote unquote well you call it monopoly money I monopoly that's a great money, way to yeah. call it. if you flood it with all that kind of kind of free printed money then everybody's money becomes worth a little bit less and because there's so much of it and then it takes more of it to buy the necessities of life that's we what, need to move on yeah but good point economist ed let me yes. just say one other thing about this while I tell Ed to move on. Um, and <laughs> move then, on so you can talk. Move on so I can talk, Ed. Okay? Uh, and that is uh, uh, I, I, I have a challenge for Biden and the Democrats. If you really believe that piling on trillions of dollars of new debt is not going to have a negative impact on our economy and on our country, then let's just make everybody a millionaire. Okay? Let's just give everybody in this country a million dollars in the name of compassion and caring about people. Right? That's what they, that's what they, all these, right. mm-hmm. I, I would say, let's try it. Let's give everybody a million dollars and let's roll the dice. So that's my challenge uh, to the, uh, to the Democrats. If that doesn't matter. If that doesn't matter, and that's basically what they're saying.
You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Quickly, Walker, if folks want to join us on the Internet, how do they do that? Yes, you can always visit our website, AFR.net, on the World Wide Web. Just type in AFR.net in your browser. And we also have an app, the AFR app on your smartphone. And lastly, I'll mention our YouTube and Facebook pages. You can type in today's issues on YouTube or Facebook, and we live stream the video of the show there. Well, when uh, President Biden got finished last night telling us how much in the way of trillions of dollars he plans to spend, and he's going to tax corporations, etc., to pay for it all, he about three-quarters of the way through the speech, he started talking about foreign policy and America's strong and we need to think about national security. And in the midst of that, he said one of the biggest threats to national security now is white supremacy. <laughs> All right. Here's what he had to say okay, in, the, in the words of President Joe Biden. Cut number 11. White supremacy is terrorism. We're not going to ignore that either. My fellow Americans, we have to come together to rebuild trust between law enforcement and the people they serve, to root out systemic racism in our criminal justice system, and to enact police reform in George Floyd's name that passed the House already. I know Republicans have their own ideas and are engaged in a very productive discussions with Democrats in the Senate. We need to work together to find a consensus. But let's get it done next month, by the first anniversary of George Floyd's death. Not to be outdone, Vice President Kamala Harris was on this morning with ABC's George Stephanopoulos. Kind of doubled down on what the president said last night with regards to the allegation of systemic racism in this country. Cut eight. Senator Tim Scott said last night that America is not a racist country. Do you agree with that? And what do you make of his warning against fighting discrimination with more discrimination? No, I don't think America is a racist country, but we also do have to speak truth about the history of racism in our country and its and its existence today. And the greatest threats to our national security is domestic terrorism manifested by white supremacists. And so these are issues that we must confront. And it doesn't it does not help to heal our country to unify us as a people to ignore the realities of that. We all have so much more in common than what separates us. And the idea is that we want to unify the country, but not without um, speaking truth. Liars. Liars. Pants. On fire. <laughs> I, I don't know if I got that right or not. Liar, that, that, li- liars. 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 Pants on, on fire. fire. <laughs> you know what? That is so much garbage. Yeah. Huh? We got problems in our country, but let me tell you, it's not white supremacy. Where you would think our streets would be littered with dead people, with uh, folks walking around in uh, KKK outfits. Right. It's yeah. it's the boogeyman. Yeah, it's I would a, I would just say prove it, prove it. I want I want to hear the yeah. evidence, and I don't want to hear things like, well, crimes committed by white supremacists have doubled in the last year. Well. If you go from two to four, that's technically doubling. Right. I want to know. I want numbers. If you're going to make that claim, if you're going to say the white supremacy is domestic terrorism and it's the biggest threat we face, then I want to. I want to hear proof. Listen, all Kamala Harris and Biden are doing is pandering to people and throwing gasoline on racial tensions. That's all in the world they're doing. Do white people commit crimes every day? 
Every day, all across America, white people commit crimes, black people commit crimes, brown people do. Right. Uh, I mean, it, why? Because there's sin in the heart of every man who has flesh. Right. I don't. I haven't seen a man who didn't have flesh. So, what what they're trying to do is pander. They're trying to stoke racial tensions, uh, and so the white supremacy thing. Where, like you said, Ed, prove it. Where where are these people meeting? Hey, we'll well, join them. We, if if the Democrats can prove that there is a significant threat to our nation and to our Constitution from from white supremacists, I, I I'll speak for myself. I'll join you in fighting yeah. against that scourge. Yeah. What, what what here's what they're they're conflating on purpose. By they, I mean Biden, Walker, and you can comment on this. Biden and Harris and the Democrat Party. Here's what they're conflating on purpose. They want to say people who voted for President Trump are white supremacists. Bingo. Yes. Huh? Yes. So you got 80 million of them out here. Thus, that's the biggest threat right. of terrorism, of, is domestic terrorism, because that that's the Republican Party are the white supremacists that are the threat to America. Yes. That's what they're doing on purpose. Go yes, ahead. and this is, this is what uh, Senator Tim Scott hit on a little bit last night in the speech, and I know we're going to get to that, but it's this this idea of bringing wounds of the past in, in our country, uh, issues of the past that have already been, for the for the most part, dealt with. Yes. Uh, racism. And repented seg- of. Segregation. We had a civil war over it, right. and people died. Many people died over it. Um, they're trying to take bring that old situation, revive it without any factual evidence behind it. And they're all doing it for political gain. Because we look at the number of, we, we talked uh, earlier this week about the number of officer-involved shootings with black men, but mostly men, where, you know, the number of, of unarmed black men being shot by a law enforcement officer last year, um, 2019, I think it was nine. 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 Nationally, nine individuals in a, in, in a country of 330 million people. But if you listen to Senator, I mean, uh, Joe Biden, President Biden, Kamala Harris, and others, you would say that this there's hundreds. And we saw this Gallup survey where people do think it's like hundreds of black men being shot by law enforcement officers unarmed every year. So it's it's a boogeyman, but it's being used for political purposes. And here's the other problem. If I was George Stephanopoulos last night, I would have challenged Vice President Kamala Harris. Give me some examples. Yes, please. Tell yes, me, please, yes. was it white supremacists that uh, destroyed five blocks of Minneapolis? Yeah, but... but was, they, was it Kamala Harris? But was, they, can't, they can't do that. No, no because but, she helped get those people out yeah, of jail. Th- this is no. low-information politics. This is not like they're right. like... They're right. like the 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 smartest people There's on no earth. No critical thinking and, here. And we're the dummies. Right. No, they're the ones that don't use any information or facts. Same thing. Not just with this race baiting. You talk about so-called climate change. They have no evidence behind that whole agenda. Mm-hmm. It's very faulty, very shaky grounds that they build that whole narrative let, on. Let me let me just prove that we have made progress in race relations and, and against racism in this country. I'm going to prove it. I mean, we, I'm not saying we've eliminated it because, like you said, Tim, you know, racism and other sins. As long are in as the there's heart. sin in the heart of man, there's going to be racial and all kind of other problems. Right. So let me prove that we've made progress on the issue of race. In this country, you used to be able to own black people. Mm. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. 
That's progress. In this country, at least in a part of this country, you could tell black people you can't drink water out of this fountain or go into this restaurant just because of your skin color. You can't do that anymore. Okay, so that is... How about is, voting? That is, yes. Uh, you used to be able to keep people, black people from voting at all. Okay? You can't do that anymore in this country. And who changed that? The white majority. You, you used to be able to right. have well, schools the Republicans. where black people had to go to these schools and couldn't go to white schools. Right. You can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I'm not saying the place is perfect, but I'm saying you can, uh, you can prove that all that systemic racism has gone away and we have made progress. But it, makes, but it benefits the Democrats to continually stoke that uh, yes. animus against white people. I guess that's what they're trying to do. I don't right. know. So that they can say, they can scare the living daylights out of uh, minorities, blacks and browns and everybody else by saying, you better vote for us or these white people are going to take you take uh put you in change yeah, yeah. which has been the claim before yeah. right huh? and that is why it was so wise for the republicans to have senator tim scott respond to all of this last night he is a black man from south carolina he came up very very poor his story is like so many other single mom single mom uh, have a listen to what he had to say about the charge from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris that this is a racist country. Senator Tim Scott, cut number four. America is not a racist country. It's backwards to fight discrimination with different types of discrimination. And it's wrong to try to use our painful past to dishonestly shut down debates in the present. The state of Georgia passed a law that expands early voting preserves no-excuse mail-in voting, and despite what the president claimed, did not reduce Election Day hours. It will be easier to vote early in Georgia than in Democrat-run New York. But the left doesn't want you to know that. They want people virtue signaling by yelling about a law they haven't even read. The president absurdly claims that this is worse than Jim Crow. What is going on here? I'll tell you, a Washington power grab. Yeah. Yeah, then he referred to uh, H.R. 1, mm-hmm. which would federalize all state elections. There, there's two ways, just to simplify this for our listeners here and for myself, there's basically two ways in Washington to get things done. You can either convince the public on a broad scale that your ideas are the best ideas, and that's how you get elected, or you can scare people into <laughs> embracing your ideas. The Democrats, they take the path of fear-mongering and scaring people to, into embracing their ideas that are all built on falsehood. Yeah. And it's quite frankly, it's, it's, it's repugnant and it's shameful to try to uh, say that, that uh, the biggest threat to, uh, uh, to our security in America, according to Joe Biden, is white supremacist. Right. When, when, yeah. huh? Is it KKK? No, I think your your analysis is exactly right. They are saying and have been making the argument President Trump was a racist. Everyone who supports him is a racist. Therefore, that is the threat to our nation. Yeah, the threat to our nation is the Republican Party. Yes. Basically. 
That's what they're saying. Yes. Right. That's without necessarily saying it out. Well, some of them do. They just say it like that. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to take a time out right here. Jan Markell will be joining us after the break. Um, but, you, folks, I'm going to be sending out uh, that speech. If you haven't watched that speech by Senator Tim Scott last night, in which Fred just played a clip from it, it was outstanding. You need to go watch it for yourself. It's uh, Thank God that there are still some good guys right. in our nation's capital. And Senator Tim Scott, who's been a guest on this program not too long ago, is one of them. We shall return momentarily with more of today's issues. Stay with us. King of the Wild Frontier. The music's free. I know we, we call it Learning University. Of necessity. Trivia Friday. True. Ding, 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 yes. ding, ding. Oh, really? That's correct. What, Giraffes what? do not have vocal cords. So you won't a cheeseburger without cheese. Hold the, <laughs> hold the cheese. I said, yes, ma'am, whatever you call it. Take a break with Tim Wildman and the gang. Friday mornings at 10 Central on American Family Radio. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. President Biden's address to Congress went about as well as expected, a low-energy speech delivered to a small crowd of vaccinated people still wearing face masks. The president turned heads when he announced the greatest terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. He made no mention of Antifa or Black Lives Matter, two domestic terrorist groups responsible for burning down hundreds of buildings and injuring an untold number of police officers. The president did not provide a shred of evidence to back up his claim. President Biden did reference the attack on the U.S. Capitol building in January, says it was the greatest attack on American democracy. The president wants you to believe that what happened at the Capitol was worse than what happened at Pearl Harbor, worse than what happened on September 11, 2001, the day Muslims waged jihad on American soil and killed thousands of our fellow citizens. I'm Todd Starnes. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. 1 Peter 4.10 American Family Radio 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program, Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Should you want to send us an email, you can go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Tim, with Ed, Walker, and Fred, before we get to Jan Markell, you wanted to uh, talk about something else for just a moment? Well, we were talking about uh, both uh, President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris talking about, they say, the extreme problem of domestic terrorism, and they say white supremacy. Greatest threat to our country right now, Fred, is white supremacist, and 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 that's what uh, that's you don't what believe him. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's the scary part. I'm I'm afraid those comments are being acted upon. And here's why. I was listening to Tucker Carlson. He was on before the president's speech last night, and he w- I had not heard this anywhere else. You saw the picture of the guy sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair. This is the January sixth incident. Yeah. Do you know this man has been held in solitary confinement for four months? Solitary confinement. In Washington, D.C. A judge this week appointed by Barack Obama said, we can't do this, folks. Told the Justice Department, we cannot do this. We cannot hold people. Without charges. Without charges. Right. And then Tucker Carlson blew my mind even more. He said there's at least 35 or 36 others today being held in solitary confinement. Since People January sixth. Since January sixth in Washington, DC. They're they're treating they're treating these people. This is this goes to what you're talking about in terms of calling this domestic terrorism. They're they are validating the treatment of these people like they do uh it's Guantanamo at, Bay. At Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The, yes. The, you don't have to the, the rules don't apply down there because they're terrorists. Yes. And that's what they're right. doing to these Americans. I'm glad Tucker Carlson, uh, I, did, I was unaware of that. I was, I blo- was, I was blown away well. by this. Just blown away that in this country. Without charges? Without charges. Uh, that's that's unconstitutional. That's a violation of this gentleman. This gentleman rights. that was released by the judge this week, as Tucker Carlson said, the worst crime he did was trespass. Right. Right. By sitting down, and he didn't break anything up. He it's just a, sat it's down. A public, it's a public building, even, it's, but it, but it, listen, it's trespassing because it was closed at the time. Listen, yeah. January 6th was terrible. I mean, as far as people flooding into the – how many went in there? Hundreds? Probably hundreds. Okay, hundreds of people go into the United States Capitol while they're in session. That is terrible, okay? You're, you're, that is a breakdown of law and order. Those people should have known better, all right? So, absolutely, they should be mm-hmm. – uh, they should be. Uh, well, it should be prosecuted. Pro- I have pro- no problem. If with they that. did any right they for, did prosec- for trespassing, yes, or whatever whatever laws they broke, okay. you, you prosecute them. But let's put this in perspective for just a minute, because the Democrats and the left want to make this seem like it's Pearl Harbor. Yeah. They keep they keep bringing it up time and time again. This was basically a group of people who got carried away in the moment with their emotions, and they acted. Uh, they acted irresponsibly, and many, many of them I've heard about uh, regretted it, okay? So, and should they be prosecuted if they broke the law? Yes, that's a, uh, that's consequences you have to suffer for even your, uh, your emotional uh, momentary lapse of judgment. Right. However, these people did not have weapons. There was no guns. There were no guns used. Nobody went around stabbing uh, 
Capitol Police officers. Um, it was the worst insurrection in the history of mankind. Yeah. If that's what it was. The Democrats wanted, it's an insurrection. Uh, no. You mean it, it was the worst in terms of being carried out? It, it was. Yeah, yeah, what I mean by that, it was the worst planned. Right. If you're going to have an insurrection or a coup, guess what? You go with guns. Right, right. And a okay? plan. And a plan. <laughs> and you take them. You take them. That's because no, it wasn't an this insurrection. Was, I've used this expression before, and I've been this way myself before. This was a bunch of knuckleheads. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, that's how I see it. Right. Uh, uh, and, and, and there was this big narrative about five people died on January 6th. Well, as it turns out, only one of them died as a direct result of trespassing in the Capitol, and that was Ashley Bibbit. I think it's her last name. She she was shot by a cap. She was an unarmed female, five foot five, shot by a Capitol police officer through a door through a window. Open. Right. That was the shot. only person that died as a direct result of January sixth. There were people had heart attacks. Right. The officer, the Capitol police officer, it turns out had a stroke. Right. Um, uh, which was right. completely unrelated. To the January 6th event. Uh, anyway, okay, so just want to point out, that was not an insurrection. That was not a coup. That was a, that was a few hundred people who, did, who made a terrible mistake. But had they wanted to carry out an insurrection or a coup, they could have because they were in there. And they could have, they could have murdered and shot a whole bunch of people and, or taken hostages or something. But instead, we got a guy running around with a, with a bullhorn on, on top of his head. But with the, yeah, with the, huh? uh, the shaman, uh, the, yeah, the, uh, bison horns. Yeah. That was the picture that they used to call <laughs> yeah. it an insurrection. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just saying, let's put this in perspective. Okay. And, and the Democrats are going to, they're going to, they're going to say January 6th from now till right the end of the world. And that's proof of white supremacist, right. Uh, a threat to America. All right. So. You're listening to, to to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Jan Markell joins us now. She's the uh, founder of Olive Tree Ministries and the host of Understanding the Times Radio, heard each weekend here on American Family Radio. Jan, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. <clears throat> Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. Uh, what's the program on this weekend, by the way? Well, I have Dr. Dave Reagan um, on with me, and because of Israel's 73rd anniversary is around the corner, we're going to consider the importance of Israel to the Bible and to the Christian, and I think uh, your audience will be um, informed by Dave Reagan. What about the Biden administration's relationship to Israel? Uh, the Trump administration had a very close, it seems, uh, relationship. Yes. Uh, what, what about the new administration? Well, I think most uh, observers would say the Trump administration was the most friendly, sadly, um, Part D of my statement is the Biden administration may be the most hostile, even more so than the Obama administration, which he was a part of, of course. Um, Biden administration, the most hostile to Israel in her 73 years. Wow. Period. Does not bode well for America. Yeah. Go ahead. I wanted to get your comments, uh, Jan, on the uh, story this week that, believe it or not, the New York Times broke. And that is John Kerry uh, talking with Iranian officials about missions carried out by, allegedly, by the Israeli military. I I mean, I was, I'm saying I was shocked, but then I sit back and I say, wait a minute, it's John (laughs) Kerry, part of the Obama administration, 
And we know, as you have pointed out, the Obama administration was no friend of Israel. Right. But now this revelation comes that he was talking about Israeli military missions to his, uh, I would say, Iranian counterpart. Well, friends of Israel, of course, are just outraged. Um, Joel Rosenberg has written a particularly biting commentary, which I posted on my website. But John Kerry um, thought he was involved in, I thought he was the climate czar. So, you know, what does the climate czar have to do with the revealing certain secrets to the Iranians? Um, goes back, I think, to his relationship with Iran back 2014-15, the JCPOA Joint Comprehensive, uh, the the pro-Iran nuclear agreement treaty, which a g- great numbers of Europeans signed on to, was not just America. Uh, much of the world was in favor of uh, allowing Iran to have nuclear weapons. Which just me saying that is is, is a stunning insanity. I, I think that the world is okay with the world state sponsor of terror having nuclear weapons, and then John Kerry goes and reveals certain secrets uh, to the uh, state sponsor of terror that harms America's best friend. You talk about Democrat lunacy. I think this is the ultimate in that. Uh, Let me just say that John Kerry, the Secretary of State, I don't know, I I just heard he denied these allegations uh, for what it's worth. (laughs) But these were these were leaked uh, these were leaked tapes that the New York Times, uh, who is in agreement with basically Secretary Kerry, New York Times had in one of their articles. Right. Uh, so it does. So. Yeah, it was from the the uh, comments, a speech from uh, the Iranian Foreign Minister uh, Mohammad yeah. Zarif. Who didn't think these? It. Who didn't think these comments would ever be made public? And the New York yeah. Times actually buried the John Kerry allegation uh down deep in the story so the new york times obviously didn't think this was important well Well, i think go ahead uh, well i just think the listeners need to be seriously praying about uh, and i'll just sort of summarize it here to one issue and that is that that these very very significant relationship that america and israel have had for 73 years and which was kicked off by, uh, you know, Democrat President Harry Truman back in 1948, was one of the first signers on to the fact that Israel should be an independent nation back in 1948, Um, and all the way through many, many presidents, some of them pro-Israel, some of them not uh, more anti-Israel. But we need to be praying that that this relationship could stabilize, because it says in Genesis 12-3, those who bless Israel are blessed, that's a nation, a ministry, a business, an individual. Those who curse her will be cursed, and I don't want America to go back to the generation, the time of cursing Israel. We've had many do it, um, and the consequences are very, very grave. Yeah. Hey, Jan, we look forward to your program this weekend, and thank you, uh, thank you for joining us this morning. All right, we'll talk to you again. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. That's Jan Markell joining us from the Twin Cities. Is it springtime? I should have asked her. It's tired of the weather questions, though. She so, does. Yeah. I don't think she she appreciates it, especially since you usually ask it yeah, in I the know. dead of winter. I know. I know. <laughs> so, uh, okay. You wanted to... Uh, we have uh, another guest coming on, Alex McFarland. Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, Alex, are you there? Yes. Hello, everybody. How you doing, Alex? 
I'm blessed. How are you guys? You're in North Carolina? Uh, actually, no, I'm in Colorado teaching a class on apologetics this week. What part of Colorado? Uh, Woodland Park, which is up near Pikes Peak. I'm at Karis Bible College teaching 270-some young people about how to defend their faith. Amen. Is Amen. It, yeah. Is it springtime in Colorado? Uh, not exactly. I'm looking out the window and staring at snow. Really? Well, Pikes yeah. Peak, that's pretty high up. Pikes Peak? Yeah. He's not yeah. at Pikes Peak. No, he's staring up at snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pikes Peak is uh, 14,110 feet above sea level, and Karis Bible College is like 9,800 feet above sea level. So, so, yeah, so how's the breathing going? <laughs> uh, well, um, you can feel it. I'm a, You know, we, we have a mutual friend, Debbie Hamilton, um, uh, who's a publicist, and she was up here to teach a course three or four years ago, and she, she passed out in front of a class. And so uh, wow. you can feel it. You know, the funny thing, um, when my wife and I lived out here, you know, back in 2003 to about 2008 or nine, um, I was working for James Dobson, and uh, I love hard-boiled eggs. I mean, I, I ate a boiled egg for breakfast, like, all the time. Uh, an egg out here, you, you got to boil it about 25 minutes. What? Seriously. Boiled egg? 25 because, minutes? Because you're so high above That's the greatest threat to our country. <laughs> I'm telling right you. Right there. If we're having to boil eggs for 25, 25 minutes, minutes, how long do you think we're going to be around? Ed? That's, that's you combine that with white supremacy Well, and, and that eggs are white? You and, tell me there's a coincidence. And if you have to boil an egg for 25 minutes, that's when you switch to Captain Crunch for breakfast. <laughs> I don't care how much and, sugar And here I am <laughs> wasting radio time with mundane things like this. I apologize, no, Tim. Okay. I really do. That was educational. It was educational. Well, well, you know what? Hey, here's educated. a question I got from students. So, you know, Second uh, Peter 1, 16 through 21, speaking of the gospel, Second Peter 1 says, We have not followed cleverly devised fables. And the gospel, Jesus rose from the dead. He is the Son of God. I believe in what scholars call the inerrancy of Scripture, that the Bible is the inerrant, infallible, perfect Word of God. And so, you know, talking about high altitudes, so I was at a university to speak one time, we did Q&A, and um, I know Ed will instantly know the answer to what I'm about to say, but a student raised their hand and said, um, do you believe in the flood of Noah? I said, I do. I do believe in the flood, the global flood. And they said, well, if the ark war was above the highest mountaintops, um, they would have frozen to death out at sea for 370 days um, because of that high altitude. Now, I'm listening to the student ask this question, and in my mind, I said, okay, Lord, tell me how to respond to this. And it wasn't me. I'm, I'm not this smart, but it was totally the Lord. The student, his objection, and I mean, you could have heard a pin drop. Noah's Ark couldn't be true because for a year higher than the highest mountaintop, they would have frozen, they wouldn't have had oxygen, and all of a sudden it dawned on me. I said, no, they were at sea level, you know? Um, if the earth were covered in water, they were at sea level the whole time. So it wouldn't have been the oxygen deprivation that, that we think of. But the reason I share that is because the good news is every objection against the Christian faith can be answered. And, uh, you know, I think one of our, our things that we need to do in the church is recommit ourselves to evangelism, and especially these millennials and Gen Z. We need to invest the time in the relationships to share the gospel, and when they do have questions, patiently walk with them through so they can understand that Jesus is real. Alex, uh, 
We were talking earlier in the program about the GOP response that came last night from Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina, your neighboring sure. state there. And Alex, I got to tell you, um, I was so impressed with Senator Scott last night, who is not afraid to share his testimony. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of his speech, he said, I want to wrap this up by quoting a hymn that's based on Scripture. And I want to, I want you to have a listen and then respond to what Senator Scott had to say. These, this was his closing remarks to a nation listening last night to what he had to say about the Biden speech. Cut number five. I will close with a word from a worship song that really helped me through this past year of COVID. The music is new, but the words draw from Scripture. May the Lord bless you and keep you Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you. In your weeping and your rejoicing, he is for you. May his favor be upon our nation for a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children. Good night and God bless the United States. Of America. I, I was just blown away by that. And, and the contrast when I was thinking about this later was President Joe Biden had just spent over an hour talking about the solution to America's problem is bigger government and government mm-hmm. programs. Senator Tim Scott comes on and says the solution to our problems is relying on God. What a mm-hmm. contrast. What an incredible oh, yeah. contrast. Alex, your, your thoughts. Well, I think he's a very courageous man, and and I thank God for him, and I just pray that many, many similar leaders of conviction and courage will be raised up. But yes, um, I am I'm so thankful that he represents South Carolina, and isn't he uh, the the only black Republican in the Senate? Yes. Am I right on that? Yes. How many black yeah. Democrats are in the Senate? <laughs> well, you, you know, Billy Graham once said, courage is contagious. And Tim Scott's conviction and courage, um, you know the favor of the Lord is going to be with him. And I just pray that many, many others that maybe right now we've not heard their names, but they're back in the shadows, they'll be emboldened. Yeah, the left doesn't like Christian black political leaders. Right. uh, Because they don't fit the narrative that they want to project. And so you have somebody like Clarence Thomas or Senator Tim Scott Senator Tim Scott was mocked uh, by a lot of people on Twitter last night as Uncle T- Uncle Tim. Mm-hmm. Okay, can can you believe the, the the hubris and the racism of you know here's a man acting on his convictions and they're they're mocking him and calling him you know uh, yeah. absolutely unfair names. Yeah, it's terrible. That that that. that fellow is a Christian brother, though. He's been on our program before, and I admire him, and I hope that he will keep speaking out, and I'm sure he will. Alex, get back to your low oxygen. (laughs) God bless you guys. Hey, Bert and I, this afternoon on Exploring the Word, we are in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. It's very exciting. Tune into Exploring the Word. This afternoon, right here on American Family Radio, from 3 to 4 o'clock Central Time on AFR. Thank you, Alex. Bless you. Thanks. Hey, by the way, the first black man in the U.S. Senate, first African-American, was in 1870. 
<laughs> Hiram Revels of Mississippi became the first African-American senator. There were several. I, I learned this from, I had to look up the name, but I learned this from Abe, Abraham Hamilton III, who talked about the fact that the first black men in the House and the Senate were in from the South, and then Jim Crow laws came along as the Democrat Democratic Party sought to squelch the ability of blacks to make it to Congress. So uh, 1870, Hiram Revels of Mississippi became the first African-American senator. Uh, Raphael Warnock of Georgia uh, was the the latest. latest. He is a Democrat. You're Hmm. listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Ed, Walker, and Fred. Fred, go ahead. Well, let's talk about what President Biden didn't talk about last night. I guess we shouldn't be shocked. He didn't talk about the crisis on our southern border. You know, I I heard an interview, a live interview this morning with one of the ranchers, I believe says Texas rancher, lives down on the border. He said before he did the interview early this morning, he caught three more people coming across the border, passing through his ranch. He says, and now, he says, I, I, I go to the border control people and they say there's nothing we can do. We're just carrying, it's catch and release time. Thousands and thousands now coming across the border and our border patrol is being told by Washington, you just let them go. This, well, this, well, Biden's putting in charge of ICE, a guy who's against the mission of ICE. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm talking about, Walker? Yeah. Well, no, I don't know the, I don't know the, the he's from the, he, he's from name. the, he's from the Houston area. Now I, that's my reading of it in the comments that he's made that's the reason right. biden picked him yeah yeah and that's what's happening with many of, of biden's appointments is their 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 public statements and positions on the issues are oftentimes contrary to the to the letter of the law mm-hmm. and the purpose behind so uh, many of these federal agencies yeah uh, I, I felt so sorry for this rancher he he's there he says nobody's helping me he says and, and he pleaded with reporters at fox news he's Come down and see what's happening here. Everybody's forgetting us. Yeah. Because the mainstream media is not talking about this. Very interesting. Senator Mark Kelly from Arizona. Freshman Democrat. Democrat. Condemned the president last night. Yeah. For not even talking about the crisis on our southern border. We're talking about kids that are now being moved around, that are being squished into Biden detention centers. There's sexual assaults going on in these detention centers. I mean, it's it's ten, no tens of thousands. We're holding, we're holding tens of thousands of children who are pouring in here, being brought by these coyotes uh, to America. Tens of thousands and more on the way every day. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the basically the border is pretty wide open now for anybody to get across, including a lot of bad people. And it was interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you that quote. This is yesterday. Democratic Senator Mark Kelly from Arizona. He, this is his quote you're talking about. Quote, while I share President, Biden, President Biden's urgency in fixing our broken immigration system, what I didn't hear tonight was a plan to address the immediate crisis at the border 
and I will continue holding this administration accountable to deliver the resources and staffing necessary for a humane orderly process as we work to improve border security, support local economies, and fix our immigration system. That's said Kelly. Now, a lot of that's a lot of that's uh, pandering to the left again. What he's talking about right there, but he called it an immediate crisis at the border. A Democrat senator from Arizona saying the saying that the Biden administration doesn't care. That's what he's saying. Doesn't care. And Walker, I got to yeah. tell you, uh, we have the Trump administration had this problem fixed to the best of their ability with no help or thanks from the Democrats. Right. Democrats did. They don't even want a wall built. Right. Okay. Because a wall might keep people from coming here illegally. So, uh, what uh, Biden and Harris, she's on it, you know, she's on the <laughs> Oh court. yeah. She's yeah. She's, she's what, 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 uh, they don't want to talk about what's going on on the border because guess what? Tens and hundreds of thousands of people are, are flooding into our country. They're saying a million by the end of the year illegally. Right. And the Democrats don't care. Yeah. Other countries know, especially South and Central America, they know that the Democrats are the party of no borders. It's clear. That's why Joe Biden, not only did he mess up many of Trump's policies and he stopped border wall construction on day one, but the message is sent loud and clear. We saw it during the campaign trail. Joe Biden said during the campaign trail, basically, y'all come. Mm-hmm. Y'all come. Illegal immigrants, sure, come on, we'll take you. As and me, as, and yes. it doesn't matter how yes. many and come. And so when you when that message is sent, and that is what you're known for, the Democrat Party, then that's this is what's going to happen. And now they're releasing people il- uh, who have come here illegally into our country and not even giving them a date to show back up to their court hearing right, right. for asylum. And and I don't, I don't know. Maybe this will cost the Democrats in 2022. But right now, they just have the floodgates open, and they're, they're telling America, just shut up about it. Yep. We'll be back. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.